And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. First, because it's Friday, just like I said on Tuesday, I'm taking some liberty. This is a particular person in the New Testament Bible study. I've taught on some of these before, but a review is worth our time. We won't touch each person in the New Testament, but the ones we'll cover are intended to bring us closer to understanding these brothers in Christ. Just that simple. All right, so next up is our buddy Titus. Titus, hmm. As you may know, he is one of the two recipients of the pastoral epistles. There are 11 references to him throughout the New Testament besides the actual letter that bears his name. And some of these references we use on the show with great frequency. Others have hardly been mentioned. Today, we'll dive deeper into that, into the series we call People in the New. The amazing qualities of Titus demonstrate that he was a devoted brother and a fellow soldier for the kingdom. You will meet him face to face in heaven. Now, you ever thought about that? When you are done, when I am done, if the trumpet blows, oh, please, soon, like before the show's over, when we are done, we will go to heaven and you will meet Titus. You'll meet him. You're just not, not going to hear what you're going to meet him. I don't know. Shake his hand. Hug. I don't know how it goes. It's going to be cool, right? He demonstrates a unique character that separates him from other warriors in the kingdom. He brings with him the balm of peace to be administered to other brothers and sisters. Oh, my goodness. Now, that, my, my brothers and sisters, is what I would say is super cool. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we are looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Ooh. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and way they so much more. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us directly to the show, david at hemusincrease.org. It will get to my 22-cent Chromebook because <laughs> this thing is just dying as I'm looking at it. You know, it fades out <laughs> in and out. Anyway, you can send me an email, david at hemusincrease.org. You're welcome to do that. We would love that. And people are like, why do you always repeat all this stuff? New people, man. New people listen. They need to know what to do, how to go about things. We want to take care of them. You can also text 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 
And you're like, well, why do you keep repeating your text? Well, not just new people, but people that have been listening for a while kind of encourages them to take the step into text or to call. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. That's so funny. I'm sorry. I just had to laugh because it's just funny the way it is. Uh, when you talk to Dynamite D, that's like what? Heading into the weekend. Lovely. I mean, and needed. And needed. I need it. I got to tell you, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not working out today. I worked, I've been working out a lot lately, working out, doing the diet. It's like, shoo. That's good, though, Dave, and I encourage I, you. I, I, I mean, I just like, take a break. <laughs> <laughs> take, take a break. The wife said, that's enough, Dave. See, this is this is really the truth. When she says it, I I, I already know I've gone too far. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is the bottom line. The bottom line is maybe you've got a question, a comment, a thought, or an opinion. Hey, reach out to us. This would be a great time to do it. We're really looking forward to uh, growing. We're looking forward to expanding the show. I'm going to give you a little secret that I haven't told anybody. I haven't told Diamond D or anybody else. Just a little thing that's going on. But I sense, the best I understand, the Lord doing a little bit of pull towards us starting to review deeper into spiritual gifts and into the supernatural. So now you'd get that from a Baptocostal point of view, not a Pentecostal point of view, not a Baptist point of view. You want to know why? Because I'm Baptocostal. That's what you get it from that point of view. Uh, somewhat academic, somewhat applicable, somewhat personalized. Uh, you got to find out really what it means that all of these theologies are holy before you think, ooh, that means sacred and pious and all these things. Nope, it's more like Swiss cheese. All of them have a little bit of holes in them, and you just got to figure that out. So we'll get to that, but we're heading in that direction. I just be forewarning you, it is going to be happening. So in the meantime, as we're growing and doing and developing and expanding, if you want to be a part of it, if you've got questions, if you've got a comment, if you've got something that you need prayer for or you want to give the Lord praise for, this is great. This great opportunity to do it. Do it here. Here's your big trivia question. If everybody doesn't get this right, again, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. How many people were aboard Noah's Ark? There. There you go. How many people? Okay. You know it's more than one, right? There you go. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972 you can also text 214-210-8483. And then additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. How many people, how many people, how many people were aboard, were aboard, were aboard? How many people were aboard? So anyway, you guys will be praying for me. Uh, don't forget to pray for Noel and I because we're still in, stuck in that. Are we moving? Uh, ministries expanding. How are we doing this? And all that other stuff. So... We need prayer. It's quite a bit. Yeah, it's a lot but of that's stuff. Too a, lot, a lot of stuff. In fact, the owner of the house we rent, so we rented this house for five and a half years. It's a long time, right? And we take care of it like it's ours. You know, we treat it. You know, so he's coming into town for his brother's birthday, but he's going to stop by and say hi and so on and so forth. Great guy. Just great Christian guy. Fantastic. So anyway, just be praying for us. We're trying to figure out what next, Lord? What next? What dost thou desire? 
All right, so let's get into this teaching. Is there anything else we need to cover? I got the trivia question out there. You have one more time, and then I'm going to the teaching. You're on your own from there. Uh, how many people were aboard Noah's Ark? Again, you know it's more than one. 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. 214-210-8483. That is the text. And then David at he must increase.org. That is the email. I want to talk to you about our good brother, whom you will see named Titus. His name means honorable. That's what Titus means. That's what it's considered. Excellent name. There are 11 references, as I mentioned, besides the letter. So I want to talk about just a couple of very important things. This is Titus 1.4. To Titus, my true son, in our common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. That's Titus 1.4. It should be understood that Titus became a Christian directly through Paul's ministry because he is a son in the faith. Okay? Not He's not a physical son. He's a son of the faith, true son of the common faith. Paul is involved in Titus. They have a great close connection. Titus 1.5 is what is just amazing or lights out about this guy that I, I think we need to maybe uh, you know recognize. That's it. Here's what Paul says next. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might straighten out what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. Let's just be on the same page here. Titus was given a very specific task. And before you start thinking, well, I don't have any task in the Lord, you're wrong. Every part of the body has something to contribute. Every part. Whether you're a prayer warrior, an encourager, whether you're a Bible study teacher, whether you're an attender. You know, when I was pastoring, can I tell you something that pastors will not often say to people? And that is just knowing that people were listening to what I was saying in the audience made a difference. Just seeing people on a continual basis was encouraging. And so you don't think a lot about it, but just being there matters. It's an encouragement. You all, like me, like you, like all of us, have a task to do. Is this the only, whatever the task, is this it? Like, is this the only task I have to do, just doing the show? Not necessarily. There's other things. Is the only task Dynamite D has to do is, is just help them run the show? No, not necessarily. The Lord might call them to do other stuff at different times, maybe through the job, maybe not through their job. That's up to the Lord. The Lord's in charge. And one of the things that the Lord has really uh, been uh, uh, not jumping on my case, but really kind of course correcting me in is, is uh, you know what? Like all the spiritual gifts and all the eschatology and all this stuff, all the stuff that we go through, there's got to be an understanding that it's God who's in charge. And we will do our best to ascertain and to understand, but we follow. He directs. Okay, He's the director. And what you're going to find out about listening to the show, I'm not perfect. The show's not perfect. We can, we can guarantee you that. Uh, there's many things that are not perfect, but God is. And if we can just help point one another or strengthen one another to get closer to God, then we're on the right track. So here is Titus with, I don't know how more specific of a task. He goes, okay, the reason I left you there was so that you would do this. 
just like I told you to do. He has a very specific task, and no easy task at that. He has to appoint elders in every town, and it's an unfinished business, which means that they didn't complete it yet. This guy, Titus, of all the things you want to come up with, was tasked with a very difficult task. What was it he had to do? He had to straighten out what was not finished. Isn't that a nice way of saying he's got to clean up the mess? He's got he's to he's straighten out what was left unfinished because uh, we didn't appoint elders in those those towns. You're going to have to do that. You're going to take care of that. Appoint elders in every town take care of that. And again, Titus's qualifications are not the same as Timothy's because Titus was on the island of Crete, completely different than where Timothy was in a metropolitan area. So the qualifications are different. So everybody that says, well, you should combine those two qualifications— it's just not reading the Bible. It's just not. It's just not the, that's not what it says. That's nice to do. You just can't find a scripture to back it up. What it does show you is that in different circumstances, different qualifications will apply. That's what you got going on. And so here he's in this guy. He's a step up to the plate. He's the fix the mess. He's the take care of the business. He's a, oh, well, this isn't going terrific. Oh, well, we're going to have you, Titus, be the man. That's why I left you there. Hang in there, brother. I love you. You're my son in the faith. You've got lots to do. Get it done. <laughs> See, this kingdom stuff is never about just doing nothing. Have you noticed that? There's always something to do. You always have stuff to do. All right. How many people were aboard Noah's Ark? Well, Noah, Miss Noah, the three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their three wives. So how many is that? That would be eight. Eight people are on the ark. There you go. All right, folks, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. But I want to get this specific scripture, and it's really important. It's Romans chapter 4, verse 18 through 21. It says this, Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it was said, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, his faith he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Hey, was not... Oh, impossibility. God gave him a promise when he was 75. It didn't get to fulfilled until he was 100. 25 years between promise and fulfillment. God made sure he was good and dead before the promise came about so that when Isaac was born, everybody knew it's amazing. It's a miracle. Exactly. And, and it wasn't that Abraham didn't know he was, ha- he was old. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, 99 before the conception took place, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. It doesn't say that Abraham went through this and turned around and yelled at God and complained. He gave glory to God. He knew God could do this. And he believed that the promise that God had given him was important. And he held on to that even though facing the fact the circumstance was completely wiped out. 
Guess what? God showed up. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. You can tell me all you want about circumstances and situations and your feelings and your processes, but I am telling you, when God shows up, according to Scripture and according to testimony, to the law and to the testimony, the Scripture says, to the prophets and to the testimony, here's what you got to be aware of. When God shows up, changes everything. And you're thinking, well, will that happen for Easton Scott? I hope so. But guess what? If my daughter spends her whole life believing, and Easton's whole life believing, that God can step in and this can change, and that may yet happen, she's not done a bad thing. She's raised a child with this gracious hope. If God decides not to do that, instead of complaining about it, it's about giving glory to God, believing that he knows what is in our best interests, even when we don't understand. And yes, I get it. There are tough things. I went through a, a, a myriad of tough things, and I'm surprised. First of all, I'm surprised that I'm still alive. Second of all, I'm surprised that the Lord brought me through any of them. I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy of it. But he did it anyway. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're once again, we're flying through the show again. Flying by. What did I tell you yesterday, Dave? I said, no. after 2 o'clock, it just flies it by. It flies by. Okay, here you go. What did Jacob give Joseph that sparked jealousy from his siblings? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. What did Jacob give Joseph that sparked jealousy from his siblings? You can also text in 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. So we've got uh, Joanne and Cordelia getting the pow-pow on that. Al got one earlier. Everybody's, oh, Jeff just missed. Jeff right next to Joanne and Cordelia. Pretty strong, brother. Uh, all right, we do have somebody ready to answer the trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dr. David. How are you, uh, sir? This is, I'm fantastic, thank you. Okay. I'm John, and he got a coat of many colors. You are correct, sir! That is right! He got a coat of many colors, the only one to get it, and his brothers were like going, wait, all I got were pencils and socks. <laughs> what do you mean? He got a coat of many colors? Hold on here. <laughs> Excellent job. Did you know right away? Did you have to think about it? Where were you at on it? Actually, I knew right away. Excellent. Uh, Joseph and the... You Magic Technicolor coat, I think it was. <laughs> yes, the, the Techno coat. Yeah. That's right. Oh, what a great reference that is. Well, how are you doing? Is yeah. there anything we can pray for you in, or how are you doing in life? How's it going? Uh, well, I'm not looking forward to the journey, but I am looking forward to the destination. All right. I'm with you on that. Let me pray a blessing on you, if that's okay. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now, and I lift up my brother to you. How cool, Lord. 
He knows. He knows, Lord, that uh, people, it's all about the journey. Lord, it's all about the destination. We can't wait. We can't wait till we get there. It's so awesome. We can't wait till the trumpet blows. We can't wait till we're there in your presence 24-7, enjoying you without any interruption or any distractions. I pray you bless my brother, encourage him, strengthen him, and let him just have the joy of the Lord. Fill his heart and mind that he might know you are walking with him. You are for him. Bless him, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 All right. God bless you. Yes. Bye-bye. All right. Excellent. This is just great, right? Always. And the technical, that's a great reference he made, right? That was John, right? That that was a great reference, right? Was was that? I don't don't know. All right. All right, D. (laughs) You have a new job. (laughs) If somebody calls, you go, and what's your name? And then you maybe write it down. No, the 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 joke. Oh. I'm talking about the joke. No, no, no. It's just a joke. No, okay, don't talk to me. All right, here I got one here. All right, you know what I can't find? Just so you can know, remember I sent you that email that says here's some sounds. We got these sounds from one of our brothers. His name is Abraham, and I know I sent it to you, yeah, but I, I can't. I can't. It. I can't find it. Okay, well you so, sent this, so it would be in okay. My all right, send it back to me at some point so I can <laughs> right. just have a reference point. Here, the same brother Abraham. I'm going to do this. He sent in some some funny stuff. Let's hear him. And so I'm going to read some of his funny stuff because it's better than my funny stuff, okay? This is words of wisdom from children, okay? Which is always a good idea, right? Here's the first one. Never trust a dog to watch your food. Patrick, age 10. Genius, right? Uh, Number two, when your dad is mad and asks you, do I look stupid? Don't answer him. Michael, age 14. Never tell your mom her dad's not working. Oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) Here's Randy at age nine. Stay away from prunes. (laughs) That's so funny. Stay away from some prunes. Okay. Uh, All right. I won't say that one. I won't say that one. Uh... Don't get upset. This is a joke. Don't pull dad's finger when he tells you to. Oh, yeah, God, no. See, that's a good sound for that moment right there. That's funny. And then uh, the next one, uh, when your mom is mad at your dad, don't let her brush your hair. Uh, Taylor, age 11. (laughs) No, that's not going to do it. Yeah, and here's the last one. Never allow your three-year-old brother in the same room as your school assignment. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, there you go, folks. That's pre- that was pretty good. That was a pretty good day. Yeah, that's cute. Good job, Abraham. Good job. All right. Here we go. So, all right, we got that. Actually, I had to enlarge it because when it came, it was so small, and then I tried to enlarge it in the print, and that didn't work. All right, all right. Let's go back to Titus. Okay? Okay, great. Uh, Titus, this is one of my absolute, we've talked about this passage multiple times. You should be aware of this. It is because of Titus, this passage was, you know, influenced or whatever. Here it is in second Corinthians chapter, uh, uh, two, it's 12, 13 and 14. It says this. Now, when I went to Trous to preach the gospel of Christ, I found the Lord had opened a door for me. Verse 13. I still had no peace of mind because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them and went to Macedonia. So we've talked about this numerous times that not having peace of mind does count as one of 
the many factors that the Lord uses in our lives to guide us. So there's nothing wrong or weird about that. Never should that be in contradiction to the Word of God. Nothing we ever do is supposed to be in contradiction to the Word of God. But if the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding you and there's this peace of mind and you're like, yeah, I think this is the right direction, but the Lord doesn't tell you otherwise, okay, great. That's what Paul did. Not a problem. But look how much of an anchor Titus was to the apostle. So this is the part I want you to pick up on that's a little uh, little cooler. And I'm going to use uh, another text he uses in just a second. But listen to what he says. He says, I didn't have peace of mind because I couldn't find my brother Titus there. He was looking for Titus, Paul, the Apostle Paul, pretty strong Christian, pretty strong believer. He was looking for Titus. And he was, he was like dependent on this connection he wanted to make with Titus because Titus, at this point where Paul was looking, is like an anchor for Paul. And there are people in your lives that are anchors. And that is superbly important for you to recognize, not so that they become elevated like on a pedestal, but to recognize that these people in your life that are anchors, these are gifts from God. I can't say that any clearer to you. People that are anchors in your life, that when you connect, you, you're, you're just your brain, your heart, your mind, your being goes, yeah, it's good. That is a gift given by God, given by the grace of God, received on your end by faith, but given by no merit, just simply because he loves you. Those are people anchors. Isn't that just like awesome? It's just like, it's just like a, I, I was going over here. The Lord opened the door for me. It wasn't like I couldn't do it. But, you know, I couldn't find Titus. It just didn't fly for me. It just didn't wasn't right. Like, wow. And then five chapters later, talking about Titus, I guess, he says, But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. I don't know what it is that this that, that Titus has. That's why I mentioned in the introduction he's got this balm of peace, this this uh this anointing of peace, this grace of peace. He brings comfort to people. When people are around Titus, it's like yeah. It's all good. (laughs) That's how it is. Think about this. Paul not comfortable because he couldn't find Titus. Five chapters later, 2 Corinthians 7, 6, but God who comforts the downcast comforted us by the coming of Titus. Titus came. Hey, Titus is here. I can't wait to meet this guy. Titus is here. Yay. It's like, all right. Let the party begin. It's like, you know what I'm saying? And that was a good description of him too, David. When you said that, that just felt right in my spirit. Like, yeah. It's, and, and you think about this guy. He, he doesn't get a lot of props. I don't think he gets a lot of props. I mean, he's got a book name well, for him, so yeah, that's not bad. That's so I got to I gotta say that. But a lot of people don't know about him. He's like, he's so, so cool. He's a great guy. He's awesome. He's awesome. We should be or seek to be like Titus, where people are like, count on that guy. Count on that gal. That girl comes in, man. My, that's how it is for for Noel. Noel comes in. It's like I get. I'm. I'm tell you. I'm just don't know what it is, but I get upset sometimes. I'm not gonna say that I'm perfect. But when she comes in, she is the calming balm that just like bring it down a notch, Dave. Like okay, that's a blessing. Yeah. Like even Levi, I was. He's ha- he's not doing well because he's on his kind of last, and that's really sad. And she's like, it's all right, and then it is all right. 
It's like, okay, got it. All right, so we're going to take a break and then come back. By the way, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Show break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Straightforward. Uh, Who explained to the crowd at Pentecost, these men are not drunk as you suppose? And the answer is, our hint is... Our brother Al. <laughs> Is that not the greatest hint ever? It's like the best one ever. All right, we have somebody ready to answer, so let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, how are you, brother? I'm great. I hope you're better. I am. Are you as hot today as you were the other day? Uh, I'm hotter. I just got in a car, and it had not had the air conditioner running. Ah, see, and that's always hard. You get in the car, and you have to get the air going, and it's like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Moves kind of slow. All right, my brother, here we go. Who said, who explained to the crowd at Pentecost, these men are not drunk, as you suppose? Who said that? Well, I think it was Peter. That is correct, sir. You are right. It's when he launched into the sermon about what happened with Jesus and everything. That is correct. They thought that they were so, how these guys are all drunk. And it's like, no, they're filled with the spirit. This is what's going on. I'm going to tell you what's happening. Exactly. I don't know what Al has to do with it, though. Well, Al uh, had guessed famously that the the question the trivia question he said peter when it should have been paul so we have been oh, we have been well, I missed that yeah we've been relentlessly reminding him of that for about 6 months <laughs> <laughs> well, we're loving about it that's the key <laughs> oh thank you brother excellent call excellent job yes sir you have a blessed day all right god bless bye 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 all right let's get to the text <laughs> We're using people in our audience as trivia hints for trivia questions about the Bible. You just can't make this stuff up. It's not possible. The David Spin Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Ooh, tough trivia question. 
Ooh, Let's see. Tough trivia question. Your answer will be in the book of Genesis. Which, by the way, I started my Genesis study. I got through eight verses. It took me 55 minutes. It's like, what? Yeah, Genesis, that's classic. It's like, wow, lots <laughs> of stuff. All right. What does the word Israel mean? Ha-ha! <laughs> that's right. You're going to have to look that one up for some of you. You're going to have to look it up. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Al is throwing everything at it that he can think of. I just want to say that right now. I'm also going to send you up to the website, by the way, which I almost forgot to do because I'm not that smart. Uh, I do want you guys to be aware there's praise report and prayer request forms up there. Plus, don't forget about the clue. The sound of entering heaven was today's clue. There are eight clues. They're under the title sermons at the bottom of the page. You got to get those eight. Plus, you get the next two, and you have the opportunity to win a study Bible. And they're pretty decent study Bibles. That's all I'm going to say there. Uh, plus, also on the website, it's a place to give, which I'm not going to hammer you on. I'm just going to say, please, sir, we'd like some more. Okay, great. Uh, check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just, okay, the sound clue. Now, see, that 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 sound, I just want to say, that's like a Fred Flintstone sound. I don't care what anybody says. But anyhow, just going to say, the sound clue is the sound of entering heaven, just in, in case you're wondering. Okay, that was the sound clue. All right, uh, once again, the trivia question, which I should probably repeat, is what does the word... Israel mean, and I want to say that Jeff Dixon and uh, James Claiborne both kind of tied, so I'm just going to set it a little differently, but I'm not looking for perfect. I'm looking for I get it. That's what I'm looking for, okay? All right. If you think you know, you're still welcome to call in 972-445-0770, text 214-210-8483, or send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. Let's do our history. History. Let's go All right, somebody is calling in, so we'll have them get that. But in the meantime, I am going to read the various histor historical his uh, yeah the history things. Uh, today is I'm just going to say it. Just don't get upset. National Chocolate Covered Raisins Day. If you were somebody who understood the commercials on the California Raisins, which were totally cool, you would really appreciate that. But I like chocolate covered raisins. Yeah, I do too, Dave. I, I, I give you a pass. Bad. At first, I was like, I don't know. This one, though, on the other hand, is like when I'm not having to diet, this will be one of the things that I'm going to go directly to. It's also National Cheesesteak Day. Cheesecake. Steak. Cheesesteak. Cheese oh, yeah. Cheesesteak sub. Oh, duh. Uh, I love those. Hello? Can't okay. eat too many of them. Though. Okay. Yeah, you can way <laughs> eat too many of those. 
1880 on this day, Salvation Army, first U.S. Post, George Scott uh, Relton and seven women volunteers established the branch of the Salvation Army. It was started in England by William Booth in 1865, for those who are interested. Uh, 1940 on this day, the first religious TV broadcast. I remember talking about this. W2XBS of New York City airs on Easter service Monsignor Fulton J. Sheen. Sheen was the host of an NBC radio program called The Catholic Hour and would later host a popular show, Life is Worth Living. Wow. Wow. What year was that, Dave? 1940. Interesting. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, 2005, the PlayStation Portable is released. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in 1958, Elvis Presley went into the Army. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Oh, kid duck. All right. So how you doing? You doing good? I'm doing great. All right. I'm glad to hear that. Reading that study Bible. That's right. what the people don't know. Yeah. Read that study Bible. If there's any marks on it, <laughs> you got to know it came from Dynamite D. That's all I'm saying. What does the word Israel mean? Well, somebody's on the phone ready to answer the question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Anthony. Hi, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Great to hear your voice. I hope you're. I hope you're looking forward to the weekend, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend uh, coming I up am. for you. you. All right, here we go. What does the name or the word Israel mean? Well, Israel comes from Jacob which means one who prevails with God. That is correct, Amundo! Excellent job. So we had James and Jeff both guess that. They just kind of said it differently. Same thing on their on getting the pop house, but excellent, excellent work. And I can tell you right now, while I've known that over maybe, so I've been a Christian almost 45 years. So while I've known that for a long time, I forgot. When I first read it, I thought, uh, what what does that mean? What does that mean? Which makes me sad because I'm getting older. Excellent job, though, on that. So did you have to look it up or did you just remember it? Uh, we brainstormed in our, in our city vehicle, and we both came up with both sides of that answer. Excellent work. Excellent job, my brother. I appreciate it very much. And the Lord bless you tremendously, okay? Thank you. You too. All Love right. your show. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Excellent, excellent, excellent job. All right. Let's go back into Titus. Uh, okay. Uh, here we go. So, uh, so this is just a study on Titus. not like an overly in-depth, but you get what we're doing. We look at people in the New Testament. One of the things I always think about is, well, you know, what's kind of distinguishing, what's kind of cool? And then you'll, you'll very rarely find somebody you don't want to be like unless we do a study on Judas. I'm just saying. All right, 2 Corinthians 7, 14. Uh, in addition to our own encouragement, we were especially delighted to see how happy Titus was. This is Paul writing again, 2 Corinthians. How happy Titus was because his spirit had been refreshed by all of you. I had boasted to him about you, and you've not embarrassed me. But just as everything we said to you is true, so our boasting about you to Titus has proved to be true as well. So the, just so you can understand, I want to make sure I say this real clearly. You can boast in a good way if you boast in the Lord and you're not trying to earn, you know, self-stripes of pride. Okay, that, uh, what I've been saying is it, pride, uh, there, there's two kinds of pride. There's the pride that's being uh, proud to be 
before the Lord as a servant of the Most High God, acknowledge him the king of the universe, and you are just so glad to be a part of the family, and you love one another, and you strengthen one another, you bless one another. Then there's the one that's defiant against God, and that's entirely different. So don't don't mix those in the sense of that confidence. So here Paul is even saying, so our boasting about you to Titus proved to be true as well. It's like, yeah, got that one right. Good. So not all boasting is bad. And then he says this. Ready? Let's show you about Titus. This, this is huge. Okay? When I say huge, this is huge as in like at big levels. 2 Corinthians 8, 6. So we urged Titus, since he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. The act of grace that Paul is talking about is picking up money. Titus was so trustworthy that he had confidence that Titus can transfer the dough. That seems like such a little thing, right? (laughs) Oh, no, it's not. It is an enormous, enormous compliment to believe that you are a person of such quality that the, the offerings that the church commits to help others in the name of God to honor Jesus Christ, that you are counted worthy to take that offering and bring it to its conclusion, to bring it to its place. In other words, his stewardship was stellar. We urge Titus, sincerely made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part, which is getting all the money together to give the money away. That's what all of 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8 is all about. Or is it, yeah, it's 9 or is it 10? Yeah, something like that. 9, 6 through 8, 8 through 10. No, it's 9, 8 through 10. Sorry. So the idea behind it is, is that he is just worthy enough to handle the money. Do you remember what happened with Judas when he handled the money with the bag from Jesus? He took some for himself. But then he was mad because the poor weren't getting the money. That doesn't sound like politicians, does it? Anyway, <laughs> that's right. That's exactly like politicians. They go, oh, this should be for the poor. By the way, I've become a multi-billionaire doing this. Anyhow, the problem there is that people need to understand that, that you not everybody is fit to transport that kind of money and that kind of important task before the Lord. But the last, this next thing he says is pretty cool too, and that is this. 2 Corinthians 8.16, I thank God who put into the heart of Titus the same concern I have for you. Titus is all these things, but he's also this, somebody that bears the burdens with one another. And so Paul has this deep longing for the church at Corinth and the people that are there, and he says, I thank God that God put in Titus's heart that same concern that I have. It's like he's like a fellow soldier in that capacity that he is a guy that, that, that holds true that to fulfill the law of Christ, you have to bear one another's burdens and care. Now, you don't have to do everything perfect in it, but you got to care. And for all the reasons that people start sniping, Christians start sniping at one another from different denominations, that is so satanic that they snipe at other Christians and not the world. It's incredible. This is amazing. We are the family. There are 12 tribes in in Israel. There is one Israel. It is us. And when it's all said and done, it's going to be us hanging out in heaven. You might as well get used to one another. You're going to be hanging out with each other for all eternity. Might as well start liking one another now.
There's <laughs> no point in delaying it. But look it. He says in 2 Corinthians 8.16, I thank God who put into the heart of Titus the same concern that I have for you. Titus was able to bear burdens for others. I love this guy. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Well, all, all amps are louder. Because, you see, ours, normally an amp goes from 1 to 10, see? But ours, they go, they go to 11, see? So ours are one more. They're louder, see? So you turn them all the way to 11, all the way up. They're louder. <laughs> I have saved the best for the for last. Because I know almost what I am doing, but not quite. The David Spoon Experience. It's amazing, Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I can't believe the show is almost over. 
said the same thing. Though. What happened? Blink. Anyway, here is just, and I'm not saying that to be arrogant or private. It really does go fast in here. Might not go fast out there, but then if you're in traffic, nothing goes fast. Uh, anyway, uh, in what language was the Old Testament written? That's the trivia question. In what language was the Old Testament written? If anybody answers double Dutch, we're going to have a problem. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. If you think you know the answer, you can uh, text in. So I got to tell you on the pow pow. So Jeff and James split a pow pow. Joanne and Cordelia got a pow pow. Al got a pow pow. This has just been like, it's like wowza. I'm going to have to start getting into the milliseconds with you guys. Uh, okay, 972-445-0770 would be the number to call. Text 214-210-8483. And then as well, David at he must org. I certainly want to thank everybody who called in to answer trivia questions. You all did a fabulous job. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that John was a newer caller, so I really appreciate that. Uh, so it was, yeah, John, I was wondering that too. Was, yep. And then, uh, you know, we uh, had Anthony yep. call in yep. and then we had Gary call in. So it's just like, you know, we just, we love know, our callers. Too. You got, you guys are great callers, great people. It makes this what I do uh, a lot better. Although the studying has been much more intense lately. I'm not sure what's going on with that. All right, let me finish this up. And then if somebody calls in, we'll take their call. And if not, then I'll give the answer at the end of the show. So we're all just talking about Titus. Okay, and his name means honorable, and you can really understand as we've looked through this. He's, he, you know, he he was a, became a Christian through Paul's ministry, so that's cool. I mean, that's just a cool thing, right? He is a step up to the plate kind of guy, taking care of unfinished business, which I just want you to know is never never pleasant. He uh, helped. He was involved in Paul making a decision to find direction. He became an anchor, an anchor in Paul's life. Because it was important for Paul to connect with them, God used com- uh, Titus to bring comfort to people. You know, he 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 was involved in Paul boasting about the church of Corinth, and it was a good thing, uh, not a bad thing. He was trusted to pick up the money uh, from the church at Corinth, and he was a bearer of burdens. So this guy's got just a lot of personality elements that are just uh, lights out, fantastic. Second Corinthians eight seventeen. For Titus not only welcomed our appeal, but he is coming to you with much enthusiasm and on his own initiative. Now, I'm just going to read that again because people, you don't think about the people maybe this way, but we should. Listen to this. For Titus not only welcomed our appeal, but he is coming to you with much enthusiasm and his and, and on his own initiative. You know what that is? This guy, listen to this, listen to watch this. You, you see that in verse 17? He's a self-starter. That's his own initiative. And with much enthusiasm, he's got a great attitude. This is a guy that's like self-motivated, got a great attitude. And you think, well, how do you get that? Look what Paul says. Titus not only welcomed our appeal, but he's coming to you with much enthusiasm and of his own initiative. He's self-starting. He's got a great attitude. He's like, let's do it. Let's go. Come on. Yay. We can win. Boo. This is the guy you want in your corner. That's. I mean, you can't get away from that. 
Towards the end of this uh, epistle, then Paul says this one other thing in 2 Corinthians 8, 23. As for Titus, he's my partner and fellow worker among you. As for our brothers, they are uh, representatives of the church and an honor to Christ. These partners were close to Paul, and he makes reference to, to Titus specifically by name. This guy's he, Paul is saying, this guy is my guy. This guy is my guy. And then 2 Corinthians 12, 18, I urged Titus to go to you, and I sent our brother with him. Titus did not exploit you, did he? No. Did he, he not act with the same spirit the, uh, and follow the same course, did he? No. Titus didn't do anything negative to the church at Corinth because he had a solid character. He's just like a stand-up guy. Just a stand-up guy. And so he was somebody that, that the, the apostle could count on. Now, we're going to do this same study. We're going to do Apollos. When you see Apollos, you're going to go, whoa. <laughs> Apollos is just—Apollos is one of my personal heroes because he told Paul, no. <laughs> I just thought that was the greatest thing ever. But look at these characteristics, these things that I just mentioned. He's got a great attitude and a self-starter. 2 Corinthians eight seventeen. Hey, don't just wait for people to point. Don't just wait for people to push you. Sometimes you can get up yourself. You know, you woke up, you went and took a shower, you brushed your teeth, you put your clothes on, get get going. And the attitude. He comes with much enthusiasm. So there's nothing more exciting than, than a person who has a lousy attitude. <laughs> Have you ever talked to a customer service person who's got a lousy attitude? It's so irritating. It's so frustrating. I know I'm supposed to love them, but that doesn't mean I don't pray for them. But it's nothing better than a customer service going, customer service, what do you want? It's like, oh, I want you to be a different person. <laughs> That's what I would say. Or and It's not that she didn't have a bad day, but there are some people that are just geared that way. That's why I always say probably not the people industry is where they need to go. Maybe they need to go somewhere else. So he's got a great attitude. So sorry. He's like, hey, let's do it. Yeah. He's the, he's the, he's the, Positive guy for sure, and then Paul tells everybody, "This is my, my my close partner. He represents. He's a representative of the church, and he's an honor to Christ." I'd just like somebody to say that about you. Yeah, D'Anthony represents the church. He's an honor to Jesus. Oh, baby, I'd like I'd like to have that tagged to me. Are you kidding? He has a solid character. He's not somebody who's going to exploit anybody or anything like that. Last thing I'm going to say, because I only have a little bit of time. Uh, Paul talks about this in Galatians. I'm going to do it real fast. So 14 years later, I went up to Jerusalem, this time with Barnabas. I took Titus along also. I went in response to a revelation. It says, set before them the gospel that I preached among the Gentiles. I did this privately to those who seemed to be leaders for fear I was running or had run my, my race in vain. Yet not even Titus, who was with me, was compelled to be circumcised even though he was a Greek. What do you mean? He's not a Jewish guy? No. And Paul's ministry is to the Gentiles. So I'm not sure why that's even an issue. But here's what Paul says. Hey, Jew, Gentile, doesn't matter. This is stuff in Jesus, folks. This is where Ephesians comes to play. I know everybody wants to make their strong stance. Stop. In Ephesians, the whole point is to make Jew and Gentile one new person. You know what the person is? Christian. <laughs> that's the whole point. And what's important is it's freedom, freedom from the law, and freedom is the key. So this guy's character, I mean, we just covered a few different things, all right, that are like uh, 10 or 11, let's see, one, two, three, there's like several references. 
This is the kind of guy you want to be like. I don't care if you're a gal. I don't care if you're a guy. You want to have these characteristics to follow. Because in every one of these, this is a lot of good praise. There's some decent praise, but there's some really good praise. Titus was a solid Christian. So, so that's, that's all we're looking to be. That's, that's all I want. I mean, I have, I you know, for those of you that know me a little better, you know, I, I'm a yo-yo. I'm not, I mean, you can call my middle name's Duncan Yo-Yo. Why? Because I go up and down, up and down, up and down. That's me. Bottom line, this guy's stable. That's why That's why he, when you get there, you're going to meet this guy. You're going to talk to this guy. And then you find out, well, this guy's a blessing. And he was a blessing to the church. And that church is what was built in order for you to hear the gospel when you heard it. Don't you love stuff like that? Great stuff. All right. Uh, trivia question. In what language was the Old Testament written? In Hebrew, but this will throw you for a loop, but Jesus, when he quoted the text, quoted the Septuagint, which was the Hebrew Bible that was translated into Greek, and Jesus quoted that 92% of the time. I'm such a nice guy, aren't I? All right. All right, we're going to take our break or for the weekend. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 70 and a half hour break. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.